1: a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash Clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show Well, after we went off the air yesterday, Kevin McCarthy was removed. There is going to be a new speaker selected. Chaos has broken out in the House of Representatives on some level. We will try to make sense of that chaos with all of you throughout the course of today's program. We have got invites out to several members of the House of Representatives who may be coming on with us. We'll certainly give you a heads-up if and when those interviews are confirmed. There is a lot of moving uh, parts here right now as the news continues to shift in real time as to who exactly as going to be uh, the uh, the next member of the House of Representatives, uh, Speaker of the House fraternity. Um, a little bit of news that just broke. Jim Jordan has announced that he will be a candidate for Speaker of the House. I would bet, if I were betting right now, Buck, that the next Speaker of the House will now be Jim Jordan because he founded the Freedom Caucus. Many of the people who have been opposed to Kevin McCarthy are members of that caucus. Jim Jordan did not seek the Speaker's office prior to now, uh, he's been on this program a lot. He's a friend of mine. I like him a lot personally. I think he would do a good job. He is a fighter. I think that could help to put to rest the, uh, revolution inside of the Republican party in the short term. Is that the right word? I don't know. Eight members of the, of the Republican caucus representing 4% of the overall membership voted out Kevin McCarthy. Presumably that same power will exist going forward, uh, until we have a decision made in 2024 about what comes next my big issue buck and i'm curious how you would uh, assess this my big issue is this this is a distraction that takes away from the failures of the biden administration and i don't think most americans who are trying to make a decision in 13 months whom to vote for are sitting around worried about who the Speaker of the House is. They're worried about inflation. They're worried about mortgage rates on the 30-year getting close to 8%. The fact that the stock market is a mess and their 401ks haven't increased in any sort of value at all since Joe Biden became president. In fact, they're down based on inflation. They're worried about what gas prices are, what grocery prices are. And who the Speaker of the House is does not register near the top of the list, but it's a distraction. The media covers it, and as a result, what happens at the southern border crime, all of the failures of the Biden administration are ignored in favor of Republican Party chaos. How would you assess it? That's my biggest concern as we sit here speakerless uh in, in into early October.
2: I, I think it's it's early for us to really know uh what the outcome is. Um, meaning what the long, the longer shot, longer term reality here is going to be. Um, you know, I, I agree with your sentiment that this is not a focus on the failures of Democrats, the Biden administration. I, I, I have concerns generally about intramural fighting among Republicans. You know, I, I think that look, there's always going to be some of that. It's politics. I get it. But at this level, um, it, it feels like there was a decision that was made by a few to wield the power that they had in a way that was um surprisingly effective or perhaps a uh, surprise some people that such a small group could accomplish uh, such a seismic shift inside of the Congress. And as long as we don't get, remember we talked about this yesterday, as long as we don't get you raise the possibility of a Democrat speaker or something crazy like that, but that's, I don't think anyone believes that's going to happen, um, given the people who are in the mix right now and who are being talked about as, as possibilities here. So with all of that in mind, um, I think we're in a place where, I, as we see this right now, it's, it could all work out. I mean, I think Jim Jordan, um, I think that some of the other names that are being floated here are strong conservatives who understand how the House works, who understands these operations, and it'll all be fine. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I see. I try to look at the bright side of this one. Um, you know, what was the purpose that Gates accomplished in this whole process? Uh, everyone now is also saying what we said yesterday, which is that there's something very personal here. Gates does not like, uh, Kevin McCarthy. And I think the feeling is quite mutual. And so it's in that reality. It's in that world that we see this continuing to play out. Um, that's what I, that's how I, I feel about it. Clay. I, I feel like. It's uh, a lot. It's, it's a lot of people going back and forth over how to break the system. You're seeing that people talking about, Oh, this is going to, yeah. you know, we're going to break the system. Well, not really. I mean, you're going to replace one speaker with another speaker and hopefully the next speaker will be better. I mean, I think people can disagree as to whether Kevin McCarthy was actually uh, coming through with what he said he would. Um, you know, he, he, like I said yesterday, he came out initially doing, I think, things that a lot of people in the base, a lot of conservatives really liked. So that's kind of how I see it.
1: So my concern is, and this is a sports analogy that I think makes a lot of sense. When you fire a head coach, you don't get to change the players. So the fact that we have a five seat majority in the House of Representatives by its very nature limits What you are able to accomplish, especially because there's a big difference between, say, where I live, a Tennessee Republican and a New York Republican or a California Republican. Everybody's district is quite a bit different, and if you're in a district that could swing either way, your political reality is different than somebody who is in a very safe district. And I think one of the challenges the House has had in general, and this is over the last 30 years or so, is both parties have been very adroit at creating safe districts. So if you're in a Republican district, you have no fear of a Democrat ever beating you. And if you're in a Democrat district, you have no fear of a Republican ever uh, beating you. And as a result, that is going to create, I think, more Republican districts and more Democrat districts because it's really the primary that decides, and if you're further left or you're further right, you have a lot of ability to win those races, and the number of actual toss-up House seats. And there's 435. Buck, I think it's down to like 60 or 70 that might even be able. Only about 10 percent or 15 percent of all House districts are even able to go one direction or the other. You know, barring some sort of massive wave uh, that, that transforms uh, for a short period of time the makeup of the House, and so. That in and of itself, I think, is a reality. And then you also toss in, look, there are Democrats control the Senate and Democrats control the White House. I think you have to be cognizant of what is actually possible. Now, if there is someone who will be better liked across the entire Republican spectrum than Kevin McCarthy, I would welcome it. But I would say this sideshow, uh, this charade, I want to be over sooner rather than later because we're letting Biden off the hook when the storyline is Republican incompetence. And I would also say this, Buck. Democrats don't do this. Democrats don't air their dirty laundry in public. And I would just ask everybody out there to think about this. The media certainly aids and abets in trying to keep Democrat feuds from going public. But very rarely do you see a public uh, uh, attack on Democrat leaders being led by Democrats. I don't know how they managed to do it. Nancy Pelosi was very skilled. She didn't have a very substantial majority for much of her tenure as speaker. For the most part, none of this stuff ever went public. Um, I don't think it's helpful to the party as a whole to have a civil war, so to speak, breaking out on a regular basis about whether you're a real Republican or not, which seems to happen all the time. And certainly it's magnified right now, Buck, because in addition to the fight that's going on in the House of Representatives, you've got the decision over who the representative is going to be uh, for, the, uh, for the Republican Party in the presidential race. And as you pointed out, RFK Jr. basically just got snowed under. The Democrats said, we're not going to allow this to be a distraction. They are a a party that stays committed to its leadership. I just think it's worth contemplating why it is that Republicans always seem to be fighting inside of the party and Democrats almost never seem to be doing it. Do you agree with that? Like, You don't see public spats like this emerge very often with Democrats.
2: Certainly not on the congressional side. I think part of that might be because of Nancy Pelosi and the iron grip that she wielded on Congress for so long. Um, I also think uh, you do have to remember the Bernie-Hillary schism was a very real thing for a while. So there are times uh, at which Democrats, or there are times during which Democrats are uh, clearly um, at each other's throats. But tends to be more around the presidential cycles. I, I don't really see it the same way in terms of congressional struggles. And I, that may just be a function of Pelosi and Schumer are... Accepted as the leadership. You know, there was a moment there where AOC was starting to get a little...
1: uh, But Pelosi, like, slapped her down pretty quickly. She was like, yeah, she has no influence in this party.
2: That's what I mean, though. Like, there was a moment where AOC decided that she was going to be a little bit more, you know, assertive within Congress. But at at the end of the day, um, it didn't really,
1: you know. Yeah. She said, I think if I remember correctly, Nancy Pelosi said she has one vote. And yes, you're right. I mean, in Republican or democrat primary season for the nomination it's kind of hard not to fight because you're battling over famously kamala harris called joe biden a racist and then he picked her to be the vice president i mean i, I mean I, it's a they'll even paper over that which it seems like basically the worst accusation you could hurl at anybody uh in the democrat party where in theory uh, not being racist is pretty much the only thing that they believe uh, that, that they stand for, basically all the way through with identity politics, even though that's a new form of racism, which is its own pernicious uh, virus, I think, that is attacked. But we are going to potentially have some of the, the 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 individuals who factor in in this debate. We should also mention: Has Steve Scalise officially announced that he is going to run? Buck, I'm trying to keep up with all of this or not we talked about he's the number two right now and the challenge certainly that he is dealing with is he's fighting cancer i don't know what his health condition is but jim jordan as we just said literally i think like 10 minutes ago right before we came on the air uh released a statement saying he would stand for speaker of the house and there have been a lot of people trying to draft him for some time he was actually um an ally in 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 some ways of speaker kevin mccarthy who is no longer the speaker. So, we'll open up phone lines, by the way. You guys may have strong takes on this uh, as well. Uh, 800-282-2882. Um, but in the meantime, Buck, the plan is, my understanding, Wednesday will be the vote, one week from today, where Republicans will pick a new Speaker of the House. So, one week from today. In the meantime, you can expect one week worth of high drama, lots of leaks, Lots of stories about where the votes may be, uh, and then we'll see what the horse trading actually looks like or whether a consensus candidate does emerge, uh, from all of this, uh, current chaos. Do you think, do you think it will be chaotic on Wednesday or do you think by Wednesday most Republicans will have gathered behind one candidate and made the decision of who they want?
2: I think by Wednesday they will have gathered behind somebody and, and we'll, we'll get past this. I mean, there was that initial period where there was the fight over the speaker and all the rest of it, but you know, by Wednesday, I think, I'm sorry, you know, by, uh, Wednesday of in, next week in theory yeah, would be the day. In, in short order, in. I think this will be, this will be settled and we'll be thinking about the big issues affecting the country right now that I think everybody needs to be focused on, uh, which is what we try to talk about here day in and day out. Not so much the look, the, it's a political show. So we got to do the inner workings of politics, but you get what I'm saying. No
1: doubt, um, and I think there's a good chance that now that Jim Jordan has officially announced that many will coalesce behind him, but we'll update you as the course of this show continues and certainly over the next couple of days as the drama continues to build and maybe some chaos continues to spill out. Imagine your local utility company choosing to give you 50% more electricity every month without charging you for it. That'd be a pretty welcome gift, right? Same thing actually happened this summer for Pure Talk customers. The cell phone company so many in this audience now rely on. They increased the monthly data usage on their cell phone service plans by fifty percent without increasing their monthly cost. This is great news for new and current Pure Talk customers. Not only did they add fifty percent data, but they also added a mobile hotspot with each plan. No price increases whatsoever. Still just twenty bucks a month for unlimited talk text. Now fifty percent more five G data plus a mobile hotspot, just 20 bucks a month. Most families saving almost $1,000 a year with Pure Talk. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250 and say Clay and Buck and make the switch to Pure Talk today.
3: From the front lines of freedom and truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton.
2: Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk.
3: Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.
2: Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret bear creek arsenal they offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does how does bear creek arsenal do it there's no middleman fees that's how i own one of their ar-15s it is an incredible firearm they know what they're doing discover bear creek arsenal go online to bear creek buck that's bear creek arsenal.com b-u-c-k use my name buck as your promo code for 10 percent off your first order You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash Buck. Use the name Buck to get that 10% off your first order.
0: When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled?
2: Just a heads up to everybody here, not getting too deep into politics on this one, there's going to be an emergency alert system test that will hit your phone today. Everyone's phones are going to be hit with an emergency alert test at 2.20 Eastern. So we will be on the air, and I guess all of our phones are are going to get uh, metaphorically blown up. That's going to be a thing that happens. And uh Clay, I, I think that, you know, this is one of those moments where um can you turn this off? Is this possible to uh to avoid this or is this just like your phone? I don't know how this works. I just think back to what happened in Florida when they tested the emergency. Oh, alert you system lost your mind over that. And I lost my mind over it because it was at like three o'clock in the morning or something. So I wasn't the only one and I, I you know, to his credit, Governor DeSantis I think dealt with that swiftly dealt with that situation.
1: I, here's all I know, and this may make me an awful person. I know that I managed to turn off all the Amber alerts on my phone. So I figure that if there's a kid missing in the vicinity where I live, that I will hear about it without needing to be alerted on my phone. I don't know if I've been able to turn off the emergency alerts, but again, I figure if there's a major emergency, given the fact that we work in the media, it's unlikely it's going to sneak up on me. Right. Uh, I live in uh tornado uh, territory. Right. There's never a time where I'm like, oh, man, I had no idea that there might be tornadoes. I mean, like I'm aware of what the weather conditions are going to be. Um, So I don't have any alerts that I'm aware of turned on my phone. And this is like I don't get a, I actually I take that back. Do you have like push notifications on your phone? Do you get sent uh like anything from apps or anything like that?
2: No, I, I try to turn all of them off. The only
1: one I allow is the Wall Street Journal. So I have every other alert of an app that I have on my phone turned off. I trust the Wall Street Journal to give me news that I actually need that I might otherwise miss and it doesn't happen very often. But that's the only push notification I think I have allowed on my phone. Uh, otherwise, like, I, I don't know anything. If you send me a, you know, a Instagram message or something, I have no idea until I go in, you know, once a day or whatever and scroll through messages. But, uh, I, I'm actually curious to see whether my phone goes off. And I'm also just thankful that it's not going to happen in the middle of the night because I don't know what you would do. I mean, based on what happened with the Florida emergency alert, Buck, if this thing went off at 3 a.m., like you would, uh, I, I mean, the, the United States government would be, uh, would be in for hell.
2: Well, the, the government, the federal government these days gets enough, enough rough stuff from me as it is. So this would yeah, not be, that's a good a, point. Not be the first time. Uh, but anyway, I just thought it's interesting that during our show today, that will be going out there and uh, Clay, you know the government always manages to find ways to spend your money unnecessarily and to annoy you more than it has to something you can <laughs> count on <laughs> That's you know, for sure. there's something out there called the secret royalty program just by talking about it here, it's no longer going to be a secret though, it's an IRS loophole that allows for Americans to collect thousands of dollars or more in payouts every year, the publication Business Insider writes that this opportunity could provide, and I quote enough money to live off of each year without having any other retirement plan there are no age or income requirements it's available to anyone 18 or older there are no employment requirements you can be working or retired and the best part is you never have to shop online with a certain mega retailer the deadline to collect uh collect the next payout is just a few months away it only takes a few minutes to get started so here's what you got to do visit secretroyaltyprogram.com now Again, go check out SecretRoyaltyProgram.com before this upcoming deadline. SecretRoyaltyProgram.com, paid for by Wide Moat Research.
1: Welcome back in. Uh, we got some clips. I would say some hot take commentary surrounding the speaker battle. I want to play some of this just so you guys have an indication of what exactly is going on. Newt Gingrich said the eight guys who voted against McCarthy are traitors. Listen to this.
2: Well, think about what we saw today. Four percent, four percent decided they were so
3: morally superior, so intellectually pure, so patriotically better that they would side with the Democrats. And that's what they did in order to defeat the entire Republican House caucus. Ninety six percent of the Republicans voted for McCarthy. Four percent vote against him. From my position as a longtime Republican activist, they're traitors. All eight of them should, in fact, be primaried. They should all be driven out of public life. What they did
2: was to go to the other team to cause total chaos. So does does this make Newt Gingrich a rhino? Because I'm seeing a lot of the the rhino talk getting thrown around on this I, one. Pete, look, I Clay, there so much of this. It feels like it's it's about. Frustration and shaking up the system more than it is a specific plan or even a specific gripe. It actually feels like a a Trumpian uh, impulse or perhaps a Trumpian shockwave, right? What was 2016? So many people were saying that they wanted Donald Trump because he was effectively an extended, solitary finger in the gesture of the other side. Right. Yeah. He was telling them He was a like, middle
1: finger to Democrats. Yeah. There you yeah. go.
2: And and that was particularly uh a- appealing to people who had suffered under Democrat rule for eight years and who also felt like Republicans at key junctures would just sort of like, you know, fall apart or just bail or or would, would make a deal with the other side. I I understand that. With Trump, that was one thing. In Congress though, you know, To break the system, you still need the system, or or rather, you can break the system, but you're just gonna have to rebuild it. So, so the specifics of what comes next matters a whole lot. I think that, uh, you know, remember when we had the the whole conversation about the speakers fight initially, we're saying, oh my gosh, everyone's like, what's gonna happen? And we said, they're gonna find a speaker, and it's gonna be fine. Yes. You know, this isn't, this isn't the end of the world. And I think we're in a very similar position right now. I do have my moments though of, of what exactly, uh, is hoping to be achieved. What are they hoping to achieve with this? You know, I have, I have moments where I look at that and I say something is a little missing with that. I just have
1: said anger isn't a strategy. I understand anger. I think every American should be angry at the direction of the country right now. But it needs to be followed up by a strategy. And I would just point out, we have Stephen Miller on the program all the time, Buck. He's going to be on tomorrow. Stephen Miller is probably the guy who is most responsible for Trump's successful border strategy. I love how he is unapologetic about what he believes when it comes to the lack of security at our southern border. He just said, look, Republicans aren't a functional party If eight members can join the Democrats to oust the Speaker, listen to Cut 12.
3: Eight Republicans and all Democrats ejected the Speaker of the House. So look, Kevin's a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. But whether you like Kevin, whether you hate Kevin, wherever you fall on Kevin, the reality is that the Republican Party cannot exist as a functional party. If just eight members at any point in time can join with all Democrats to eject a speaker. You know what? You can inject Kevin and you can replace him with someone else and then someone else and then someone else and then someone else. Here's what I don't hear. I don't hear a plan. I do not hear a proposal. I do not hear a vision to shut down our open border and to stop the Department of Justice from putting innocent Americans in jail for life.
1: I think that's a very valid point that he makes. Again, anger is not a strategy. The southern border, all the failures of Biden. And then I wanted to play our friendship Roy Buck and Matt Gates. It sounds like they, they're ready for a throwdown uh, inside of the Republican Party. Get your popcorn. Listen to this. You want to come at me and call me a rhino? You can kiss my ass. Look, I've spent a lifetime fighting for limited government conservatism. I have laid it all on the line. I've not seen my family, but for two days in the last 30 days, you go around talking your big game and you thump in your chest on Twitter. Yeah. Come to my office. And come out a debate, mother. You know why? Because I'm standing up for this country every single day and I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to go to a nunnery because damn it. There are people who are buried over in Normandy who deserve us to stand up for what they fought for. So that's what I'm going to do. And all of you out there who are out there saying what you're saying out on social media, you stick it. I'm going to go down to the floor and do my job, and I'm going to stand up for the people who fought for this country. And I'm going to do it the way I think is right for the people that I represent. Chip Roy. I, so, first of all, I know Chip well. Um, I love Chip. Um, uh, he is a, uh, he is a, I think a patriot. I think there are lots of people on a variety of different perspectives here that are patriots. But I think, Buck, what he is, uh, referencing is there is a huge obsession right now. And you may have seen it way more than I have because you've been doing this for longer. There is like a purity test for Republicans and what you believe in. Do Democrats go around calling other Democrats dinos? Like, I, I, maybe they do. I'm not familiar with it ever happening. There is an obsession with calling anyone who disagrees with you about who the uh, nominee should be in the, in the Republican uh, presidential race, about who the speaker should be. Like, it is an obsession to call somebody a rhino. Um, and I think it's gone to a level that frankly I've never seen before. Chip Roy is super conservative. You can disagree with him on a lot of different perspectives. The idea that he's a fake conservative is pure balderdash. I mean, well, it's this crazy. Is,
2: this is why, you know, when, when Newt takes that stand that I see people saying that, that he's a rhino as well, I, I do have to step back and wonder for a moment, um, What is, what are the qualifications for rhinodom? Like what, what now makes you, um, a Republican in name only in the context of, of this current debate and and discussion? Uh, I, I don't seem to get a lot, a lot of clarity on that. And I think it has increasingly become a term that's used for people that it's just, it just does not apply to, right? I mean, there are people. I mean, if you want to talk about, you know, rhinos and now, there actually are people, you know, someone will say like a Susan Collins, for example, but you know, she's in a state where it's tough. So you, that's, you why that's why I think it's important. Like in order to be elected in
1: some states, you can't be a hard right conservative. That's like, people right. People understand that, right? In some districts as well.
2: So, you know, I, I view this as, um, it's, it's good sometimes to have a little rough housing going on here. It's good for people. To, you know, shove, uh, shove leadership around and, and even each other around in the Congress and try to figure out, um, how things are, are supposed to be going forward because we're not really in the thick of the, of the election yet. And I think there's a lot of frustration over spending. What are we at? $33 trillion, right? Yes. Now? Right? $33 trillion. It's like a
1: hundred billion dollars, I think every month plus buck that we add to, I think it may be more, maybe like a hundred billion a week. I mean, that basically we're adding to the national debt every single uh, week and month.
2: So, you know, you look at this and you say, well, what exactly can we do? And there are limitations. There are limitations like uh, we have Joe Biden as president. People are saying, well, what did Kevin McCarthy do? Well, he's in a divided... And I know I'm going to get heat. People are going to say, oh, you're standing up for McCarthy. I'm just trying to lay out all the different points and, and angles here, right? I'm just trying to have a discussion about what all the calculations were that went into this. Uh, McCarthy's got a divided Congress. Um, he's got Senate, uh, he's got the Democrats able to block anything they want in the Senate. You've got a Joe Biden veto pen waiting for you. Uh, does this current disruption and maybe regret if we gave Jim Jordan on this, does it in any way, uh, throw off some of the investigations and the oversight stuff that's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah that's totally. that's really, you know, that's where you could start to have some problems from this because oversight the House Oversight Committee Killing is it. really the reason that Hunter Biden has been on the hot seat the way that he has. We've been following that here very closely. So that's uh, you know an, another component to take into and to take into account.
1: And destruction also is not a strategy. There, it's very, people love the idea of, oh, I'm just going to tear that down. Okay. Well, you tear that down. You have to build something to replace it with. And that's why I think again, anger and destruction, they are emotional responses to many people out there that are frustrated about the direction of our country. But just tearing something down without a plan of how you're going to replace it is not going to make things better. And whomever the new speaker is, I would like to hear, why are they going to be better? Again, I come back to the analogy, usually football coaches get fired because their teams don't win enough. But it's very rare that the coach that immediately replaces a fired coach is going to be a lot better because the team doesn't change. Right? The interim coach doesn't usually come in after somebody gets fired and suddenly re uh, rehabilitate the entire team. Occasionally it happens. But most of the time, the team stays about the same because the players aren't changing. Well, the players aren't changing inside the House of Representatives. There isn't going to be miraculously a margin of greater than five for whomever the new Speaker is. And to what is being spoken about here, if all it takes is basically five Republicans to fire the Speaker, why would you want this job? And why would you think that you're going to be able to maintain it all the way through the next election cycle? Now, the reality may be, Buck, that Basically, by June of next year, Congress is going to be done and they're going to go back home and they're going to be campaigning. So really what we're talking about is a speaker for the next six or eight months. There's not a long tenure here, and then we'll see who wins control of the House in 2024 um, and whether or not that speakerdom would continue. But my concern is you had Hunter Biden on his back foot. You had the Biden administration, I think, wobbly from all the investigations that are going on. You're prosecuting the case against Joe Biden for having what I think is the worst presidency of any of our lives. And suddenly in a record scratch moment, it turns back to the Republican Party is incompetent. They can't even pick a leader. And that's going to be the narrative for the next week. And so that concerns me because it takes the pressure off of Biden and squarely puts it back on the Republican Party. And then you can point to it and say they're incompetent whenever we try to impeach him, which is. is going to be one of their arguments.
2: If you had to pick timing for this, though, I would say, you know, right now, it's good this isn't happening in March of 2024, or even worse, we you know, agree. Time that's year. true. But I think this will largely be uh, solved and forgotten here. What, what do y'all think? I actually want to, I just threw a y'all in there. I didn't even mean to. Look at that, Clay. I've been hanging out with Clay enough. Well, you happens.
1: moved to Miami. That's, that's basically New York on the, on the southern climate. But maybe, maybe there's a few people down there, southerners. you your wife, certainly. Certainly yeah. a Southerner, maybe a too. She's a Floridian.
2: She's a Floridian. Yeah. So, uh, I, I want to hear what, what the, the, the folks in the audience in this, uh, the listeners rather in this audience think about this situation of the, uh, the leadership fight. I, I feel like we're getting a lot of people coming in on both sides. Uh, so light us up. 800-282-2882. Who needs a new source of stamina and energy more? Certain members of our House of Representatives in Washington DC or the committed, determined members of our border patrol? ...who are overwhelmed these days. It's an easy decision for me. I'd honor members of our Border Patrol with a subscription to Chalk's Vitality Stack. This is a specially formulated set of supplements helping Americans achieve more every day... ...by having more energy and stamina. Their male Vitality Stack includes a leading ingredient that increases testosterone levels by 20% in just three months' time. That's where energy is in a guy's body often. It comes from that testosterone reservoir... For women, there's the female vitality stack from Chalk. The natural ingredients in that formulation provide a healthier hormone balance. You, too, can benefit from Chalk. Get yourself set up with a subscription. Go online to Chalk.com, spelled C-H-O-Q.com. You can save 35% off on the subscription you choose for life. Use my name, Buck, as you make your purchase. That's Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use my name, Buck, for 35% off.
1: Need a break from politics? A little comedy to counter the craziness? So do we. The Sunday Hang. A weekend podcast to lighten things up a bit. Find it in the Clay and Buck podcast feed on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, When you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax advantage income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult
3: your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.
2: Look, I'm a two-way guy. Second Amendment, all about it. I appreciate the sport of shooting. I appreciate marksmanship. I appreciate the right to bear arms and to defend oneself. I also respect the craftsmanship of a well-made firearm at a phenomenal price. My first career out of college put me in parts of the world where, you know what, I had to have a firearm to protect myself. Years later, I keep myself trained and in shape with my firearms. Going to the gun range with my brothers on the weekend, that's a regular event for us. It's a great time to come together, and it helps keep our skills sharp. So if you're a firearms enthusiast like me, or you have one in your life, let me tell you about the industry's best-kept secret bear creek arsenal they offer a wide range of premium calibers at a fraction of what the competition does how does bear creek arsenal do it there's no middleman fees that's how i own one of their ar-15s it is an incredible firearm they know what they're doing discover bear creek arsenal go online to bear creek buck that's bear creek slash b-u-c-k use my name buck as your promo code for 10 percent off your first order You're going to be amazed at the incredible quality of their firearms and the unbeatable price. BearCreekArsenal.com slash buck. Use the name buck to get that 10% off your first order.
0: When you have health insurance, it's easy to think I'm covered. No worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out of pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled?
2: Welcome back, Lines Lit. Let's get to it. Um, Kevin in Pennsylvania, some thoughts on the speaker fight. What's going on, Kevin?
3: Yeah, um, thanks for having me on, but uh, I'm ecstatic about it, to be honest with you. They got rid of McCarthy. You know, we can't continue with the status quo. You know, they say, oh, we reduced deficit deficit spending by 20%. Well, that means that uh, deficit spending would have been $2.4 trillion instead of $2 trillion. We're still adding $2 deficit every year. We can't continue this way.
1: We agree, but so, again, anger's not a strategy. So when Republicans only have control of the House and don't control the Senate or the White House, a budget has to be passed at some point in time. What could the House do, no matter who the Speaker is, that they haven't done?
3: Well, here's the thing. Democrats do it. They shut the government down. They did it whenever Trump was in. You know, they stand their ground and they say, no, enough is enough. And they get their budget through. You know, that's the problem. We don't stand our
1: ground. uh, The problem is Trump added $7 trillion to the the deficit. So it's hard for Republicans to argue that they are the party that cuts the deficit when the reality is, because of COVID, Republicans and Democrats spent money like drunken sailors. I wish that we hadn't, but that's the problem with the argument. Again, being angry is—I understand anger, but you have to have a strategy that follows it. And so far, I haven't heard from anyone. Oh, if we had had a different speaker, the result would have been better. So I'm open to that being the case. Buck, have you heard like an argument of, hey? I thought the deal that McCarthy got was actually pretty good—the one, the last one that he did. I haven't heard. It's not like he can say, "Hey, we're going to spend eight trillion dollars less," and that's somehow going to pass. So again, you have to live in the world of reality, not the world of make believe.
2: Ron in Cincinnati, Ron, what have you got for us? Call.
3: Uh, first off. I was rooting for Gates back in January, and um, McCarthy really is the uniparty, and I think you've got a large portion of the electorate who feels like the uniparty is the big problem. You guys said earlier that uh, Trump's 16 win was the giant middle finger uh, uh, from everybody outside of Washington, and I agree with that. And you're talking about Newt Gingrich saying that this 4% are treasonous, and I'd I'd uh, argue that uh, these guys are courageous. I give an example of Andy Biggs. Um, he's got a lot more taxing and gait and he's not nearly the lightning rod, but he's a principled guy and he's, he's in that group. And I would say that, you know, that would be a worthy debate to have. Uh, Jim Jordan's ability to show his show and express his outrage, his genuine outrage, um, will instill confidence uh, in the angry portion of the electorate. So. I'm hoping you guys will uh, see that as a strategy, showing our outrage. And Jim Jordan, I think, can get things done, too.
1: I would pick Jim Jordan. I, yeah, I said that I, I wanted Jim
2: Jordan the first time around, just yeah. to be clear. I, I thought Jim would have, been, would have been the guy to go
1: to. But my point on this is Jim is not miraculously going to have a different set of players than Kevin McCarthy did, and you're constrained when you don't have the White House or the Senate by how much you can negotiate and get. That's the challenge who's there for heroes or the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is severely injured in the line of duty who helps our country's homeless veterans and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11 let me tell you who the tunnel to towers foundation
2: the foundation's gold star fallen first responder smart home and a homeless veteran programs comprise their in the line of duty programs they're all dedicated to honoring our nation's heroes and their families That's T, the number two, T dot org. If you've got a military first responder, emergency medical or government service background, govx.com is for you. Use code BUCK in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve.
1: Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer.